So we are back in episode 64 of the Silly Goose Gang podcast, and we're genuinely delighted to be joined today by uh, CGRT's The Metal Motivator uh, from the University of Bad Assery, which isn't easy to say in a Scottish accent, I've just realised. No. But CJ, thank you for joining in. Too many rolling R's for me, but thanks for joining uh, us today, CJ. Man, it's awesome, awesome to be here. Um, I remember when uh, Mac first mentioned he was going to be on your podcast, and then he talked to me about it after... <laughs> He was on your podcast and, and I, I remember saying something like, well, I'm next then. And yeah. we just kind of laughed it off because I was being saying it in jest and then literally I'm next. <laughs> well, not <laughs> exact next episode, but next yeah. after him. But I appreciate just the fact that you guys are interested. I have my own quote unquote audience for where the metal motivator moniker comes from. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, you know, reaching a, a different demographic than what Mac and I reached together. Yeah. But um yeah, and if you guys want to talk Mac all day long, I'll take Mac, talk Mac all day long. <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, it's uh, it, no, no, because the reason why I say that is because, um, you know, I've been doing what I've been doing for so many years. Um, I'm one of the early guys for social media influencers. Um, so you know, for YouTube, Facebook, I mean, for MySpace days, Metal Motivation started. Mm. So this year will be my 12th year for Metal Motivation. Um, but again, it has its own followers. So I've done multiple yeah. po podcasts and things and coaching groups and one-on-one -on -one, uh, motivational speak, all that kind of stuff over the years. And nothing has arrested my life as it has since when Mac and I first connected. Um, the trajectory was just a steady incline yeah. and things just really uh started to go up radically once he was shut down last year as i'm sure he told you guys yes uh, yeah via because of covid because he was traveling all the time and uh so now we're now we're we've got our own coaching squad which is now uh we're, we're three short of 600 members on the keep the blaze alive coaching squad and that's paid members right mm. at three levels so that's not a joke you know yeah. Um, and we're just, we've of course done the university of badassery podcast, which started actually, um, if you don't mind me telling the, the backstory to no, me, on Mac, you go. Oh, no, you go, um, sir. So I was still in Texas at the time. I'm in North Carolina. Now the same state that he's in, we're about an hour and a half away from each other. And, uh, I was in Texas at the time. So this was 2016. So Mac was still early on in his social media, uh, growth. And he's not, he, he will tell you, he goes, he, he's, he was not social media savvy. In fact, he only got on social media because someone told him that someone else was impersonating him on Facebook. So yeah. he got a Facebook account in order to confront that individual. Um, so then from there, he developed his Instagram and his Instagram began to grow. So when I contact, when, I, when he and I contacted with each other, he was probably 40 or 50,000 followers at the mm. time. And so now he's, you know, he's up past half a million. But at that time, um, he was posting, you know, some different things. And one day I just saw a post of his and it was him because what he used to do is get rent-a-cars whenever he would travel. 
could get a rental car, but he'd get the, the closest thing that the rental car company had to a hot rod. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if they had a Camaro or something like that. And so he would then get this out to some des uh, deserted road and he would start just screeching and smoking those tires while playing loud, heavy metal and then filming himself. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote on the, the post, the first post that I saw from him, I wrote, it's good to see somebody motivated by metal. And so he looked down, he said, he, he told me afterwards, he said, I looked down, I saw, I saw this comment, good to see somebody motivated by metal. And the handle was metal motivator. So he was like, hell yeah, I'm following that dude. <laughs> so that's where it, it started. Because at the time, again, there wasn't a lot of people doing, you know, saying or positioning themselves this way. It's grown exponentially just mm -hmm. over the last just two to three years. It's grown exponentially. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's kind of where it started. So we would kind of go back and forth on each other's posts. He would share something of mine. I'd share something of his. So to have and, and Max, not that way. He is not one to share anybody's anything. <laughs> he, he's very picky. So for him to share what I was doing was because of the attitude and because everything was metal. So to him, it was like, hell yeah. There's plenty of people that are out there with beards, muscles, and tattoos using profanity that are motivated, right? Just a bunch yep. of echoes. They're just echoes, mm. not many voices. You want to be a voice. You don't want to be an echo. You don't want to sound like everybody else, interview like everybody else, do everything like everybody else. Stand the fuck out differentiate yourself, differentiate or die. And so um, he was like, okay, yeah, I meant the metal motivator talking about some stuff because I don't have to necessarily do what these other people do because it's based on the metal type of approach to life. So he shares some stuff of mine. I would share stuff of his. And so we just kind of go back and forth. Eventually we exchanged phone numbers. So we would kind of text each other. And then I told him, I said, hey, dude, listen, I'm moving back to North Carolina. And he said, hell yeah. And so February 2017, I moved back to North Carolina. Later on that year, um, probably late spring, I finally made it out to his neighborhood to meet him and Rebecca, his wife, a few other people there at the pub he usually frequents. And that's kind of where it started. And then a couple months or so later, I told him, I said, listen, I said, dude, I want to start a podcast called the Metal Excellence Podcast. And the idea behind it was just to do everything with an attitude and a spirit of excellence. Don't suck. Because I finish every one of my videos by saying, and remember, in whatever you do, don't suck. Metal up. So I wanted to, you know, just have something about that spirit of excellence. Just be great at everything that you do. And I said, I want, I want, I want to interview you first, man. He said, okay. So I came down to his house. It was the first time I was at his house. We set up in his office. And it went really well. And so while I was getting that one ready and I published it, um, I was thinking, you know what? He would make a great co-host. Now, again, I'm catching him early on. You couldn't just snag him nowadays to do something like that early on. Yeah. And so I said, dude, I'd, I'd love for you to be the podcast. He said, I, I should be the, the co-host of the, of the podcast. So um, we, after that, we started doing Metal Excellence and we did several people. But because he was involved, it started to bring in all of this, these other people that were not my audience. It was more his people. And they didn't necessarily like heavy metal. They just wanted anything that had to do with him. So eventually I said, 
Mac, um, I think we need to change the name of the podcast. And he says, I think you're right. I said, um, I just don't want to limit it. I don't want people who are, it doesn't mean we can't stop talking about metal and be metal and do all that. It's just not lead with that. He said, cool. I said, well, I have a name. It's something that I've used for a long time called the University of Badassery. And it's based on a, an article I wrote, which has a quote in it that says, if you want to be a badass, you have to kick ass. And the first ass you need to kick is your own. Right. So that's the University of Badassery. I said, so let's let's call it that. He goes, I, I, I dig it. So we settled on that. And that's how that season began to go. And so by about 2018, uh, I started to say to him, listen, because I'd done coaching my own coaching groups before I said, Mac, you want want to consider uh, maximizing your online monetizing it uh, more so your online presence and outside of just, you know, sponsored by this particular gun maker or invader coffee or what have you. I said, uh, we need to monetize it in a different way. He says, what's your thought? I said, start a coaching group. So he always liked the idea, but we literally talked about it for two years, but he couldn't do it because he could barely do anything in his life. His life was organized down to 15 minute increments. He was planning how he was going to spend 15 minutes two weeks ahead of time. That's how busy he was because he was constantly on the road, right? So he's constantly having to take all of this gear, guns and all this stuff to all of these cities, do these things, hurry back to make a living, right? So he's constantly on the road. And by the end of 2008, by the end of 2019, um, he was telling me, he says, dude, I, I don't know how much longer I can keep up this pace, the schedule. It's just, it's not good for your family. Yeah. You know, he's got chores he wants to do and, 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 you know, things to take care of at home. He doesn't have his kids and his kids belong with him. They're with him now. I think you might've brought that up yeah. when he talked yeah. to you guys. Yep. That was huge. I mean, huge. And I love his kids. Um, but he couldn't do it because in the court, he couldn't justify it because he's out of town all the time. So the greatest blessing that could have happened to him was the coronavirus. <laughs> I hate to say it, but yeah. you know, it's a blessing and a curse for some person. It's the worst thing in the world yeah. for another person over here. It was the best thing to ever happen because he was shut down. And so that made him open. Now he's now open to do something. So in fact, this within the next few days will be our year anniversary from starting the keep the blaze alive coaching squad. And so starting with nothing, we're now, like I said, about three persons away from 600 members, and it's just going to keep growing. So we've done that for a year. It's been tremendous. The Facebook community that's grown up around it is tremendous. It's, it has a life of its own. If we, if Mac and I quit our coaching squad today, those people would stay with each other. Mm. It's like a, like a church almost, you know, just this community of people. And we just had our first live event two weeks ago. And it was a three-day event. The first day was with speakers. So we had another Delta guy there talking. We had Dr. Trevor Wilkins, who we also just had on our podcast, who's a, who's a therapist and ex-law um, enforcement officer. 
who deals with PTSD, mm -hmm. anger issues, stress, high stress jobs, that sort of thing. So those guys spoke. Um, and then for the next two days, Saturday and Sunday, we had Max Sentinel course that he does. And then at night we were hanging out at the pub. It was fantastic. It was like a retreat. It was amazing. But we didn't stop there. And the great thing that's happening now is what we're about to release on May 1st, which is something that I came up with um, a long time ago, but I finally got us to the place where we could do it. And it's going to be a new reality video series focused on Pat Mack called The Vlog. Um, people are like, The Vlog? Yeah, man, The Vlog. I don't know if I like that name. I don't give a damn. The Vlog. Vlog is like a it's vlog is a is a is a nondescript, right? It's like saying book or blog or podcast. But if you say the book, the podcast, yeah. the vlog, <laughs> and you're taking ownership of a category. So doesn't mean that you know this is the blog blog, but for us it is the vlog. Just like University of Badassery, we gotta say that tongue in cheek. Mm. We're not badass. It's like one of the things we're doing now with our podcast is we're going to get away from the interview thing. We'll do them, you know, as if the situation arises and it makes sense, we'll do it, but we want to start focusing on history. So like we did uh, the Lewis and Clark, we did just yeah. endurance. We're, we're getting ready for another one. Um, it's going to be really, really awesome. I can't say what it is, but it's going to be bad ass. So us talking about history, it helps to differentiate us from the people in our space who are interviewing the same people yeah you know yes. what i mean it's, it's it's the same guys over and over and they'll be and like there, there, there's a few guys like a david goggins you know guys know who david goggins yeah, is yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, like yeah. A david goggins or a tim kenny whatever which are, are amazing guys you know they're doing fantastic things they're inspiring millions of people but they've told their story a thousand freaking times yeah. <laughs> you know? so it's like people are like you need to get david goggins on no we don't yeah you've, you've heard his story you know what i mean enjoy everything that he's already done he needs you know he he he's got his thing going we don't need to do that so for us we've never been able to have a guest come on our show where the banter bet between the three of us is as good as Mac and myself. Yeah. Okay. Cause we're, we're both two we're type a personality, very extroverted in a lot of ways and gift of gab. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so it works really well. So yeah. what we do is we both go away separately and soak our heads in something like Lewis and Clark or the endurance. And we don't talk to each other about it for like a couple of months. And then we come together and just spill out all over each other. And so that's the university of badassery because we're just kind of going back and highlighting badasses of history. Hmm. So we figured it's better, works better with the title, you know, that kind of thing. And again, helps to differentiate us. And I mean, again, it's tongue in cheek. We're not out here saying we're badasses. It's just something you say, you know what I mean? It's just not a big deal, but with this vlog is what people really want. Because, you know, Mac has had, I don't know how many, it's just under a dozen, but he's had several uh, reality TV show offers. And there's a few of them that actually they recorded, you know, the pilot episode of it, but they've never been picked up. 
So I've talked to Mac about it before when I started to talk to him initially about doing something like this. And I said, why would you even want to be on TV? He said, well, because it would give me the bigger platform to reach more people. I said, but here's the problem. The reality show may not give you your platform. They may say, well, we want you to go and look for antiques and get them priced. They may want you to go, you know, work with people who are, you know, putting together hot rods or, you know what I mean? They're not necessarily going to use you for the purpose you want to be used for. And those son of a bitches are going to own your content. Yeah. You know, so we need to do it ourselves. And the, the premise behind it was, I said, the game changer is Joe Rogan. Because what Joe did is he got a bigger deal than just about anybody on any uh, reality show, you know, outside of maybe when Trump was doing it. Um, he's probably got the biggest deal, like a hundred million dollar yeah. to do his podcast. Well, he's controlling his show. Yeah. There's not Hollywood producers and Hollywood companies that are dictating his content. It's his platform. He created it. There's no reason to change it. Somebody just wanted to own it exclusively on their space. And that was Spotify. So I said, Mac, let's not think like we got to get a deal with National Geographic or the Discovery Channel or TLC or something like this. We just got to do what we do extremely well. Do it on YouTube and someone will probably want exclusive rights to it. You know what I mean? To, to have it only accessible through their if not, it'll still will still monetize the hell out of it because of YouTube, because it'll get so many views and people will come from that into our coaching squad. They'll buy merchandise, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a it's a win win proposition uh, throughout. Now, my son, my second son is a director, cinematographer, editor, all of that stuff. And he is a pro. I mean, a pro. So he shot it. We shot the first episode, which will will which will air uh, on May 1st. We just released a trailer yesterday. We'll do another trailer before the 1st of May. And um, and then it will then it will post. We've already shot the second episode, which was our live meetup. And so this is cool. This has got drone footage and multiple cameras. And it's it's bad ass. It's like a it looks like reality TV, literally like reality TV. And it's not Mac just doing all kinds of badass stuff. I mean, there's there's stuff in here about Mac struggling with uh, like his administrative stuff on his computer. I mean, yeah. but he's but it's so it's it's the it's a side of Mac you never, ever see. He is going to do his workout stuff. He is going to do the stuff he, he normally does. But you're seeing just Mac take you through his day, take you through his life, take you through the events of his life, the happenings. And you're going to get the attitude. You're going to get the lifestyle. You're going to get the culture. You're going to get all of these things in you know anywhere from 18 minutes to 30 minutes if we need to go longer we'll go longer so we've got lots of different episode ideas but that's the next thing that's going to happen um so that's the trajectory of just an instagram post in 2016 saying (laughs) good to see somebody motivated by metal I wish I should have had had a notepad here. There's so many things I wanted to go back to. Also, I think that's the award for the longest opening comment. Go ahead, man. (laughs) I'll be be quiet from here on out. 
<laughs> what, what I love is it seems that you and uh, and Pat just just gel together perfectly. It's mm-hmm. um, you know you you seem to have the one thing that I would say. So as you were saying, you know, I listened to your um, the the podcast you were just talking about, uh, Doctor. What's the the guy? Trevor Wilkins. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah. So I was listening to that today, and you were talking, saying um, you were talking about Pat, saying you know he's been around the world, mm-hmm. um, and more ways than one. So it seems like Pat's a kind kind of guy who would sniff out somebody who's full of shit instantly. Yeah. So the fact that you clearly have his ear means that mm-hmm. you know how that shows how much he uh, respects you and, and trusts in you. So you know it's, it's, it seems like you're like the um, the creative mind. And Pat's, you know, the, the you know, Pat's crazy. What's <laughs> <laughs> that? Yeah, force, force of nature. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're very perceptive because um, that's exactly what happened. Because it's taken. I mean, there was one conversation we had a couple years or so ago at the pub, and we were talking about business stuff, and he was talking about trust issues, you know, about people who burned him and that sort of thing. And I said, well, I get the feeling you're saying this for my uh, benefit. And uh, he goes, yes, I am. And but we went from that to where now we're business partners now. Um, and besides being just great friends. Um, but yeah, he, he he'll often say he'll say, dude, I just tell Rebecca, whatever CJ says we're doing. <laughs> because he just you know, he's he's just seen everything from the podcast to the coaching squad to all of these things just take a life of their own but not by chance because he sat through the creative sessions with me where everything was intentional everything was written out everything was um you know planned uh so not to you know you do your best to leave as much not up to chance as you possibly Mm. can and so yeah it's it is a tremendous thing to um to have his trust to where he'll go into business with you and trust you with his life. He'll let me access. I have access to all of his accounts or anything. I could go in there and shut things down. If I, you know, um, and he's been hacked, right? He's been hacked, but I have access to these things. Um, I would, I would sooner. And I mean this with all my heart. Cause I'll tell the squad this. Cause every, you know, here's the thing you gotta understand. People love this guy. And in some ways, it gets a little weird. Mm. You know what I mean? We're talking about fanboy. It's like, I tell him, I said, it's like this, Mac. Your fans, some of your fans are like, if you were to fart, they would kick the door in to come in and smell it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fucking weird. Mm. You know what I mean? That's weird. Yeah. So, if, so he's, you know, he, he wears a gun walking around his house. You know, and you ask him why? Because people have creeped by his house. People have walked up into his driveway. Fans. Yeah. People have have um, wasted, you know, uh, some of his evening. He would never say that because he loves the people who support him. I'm saying this. <laughs> this is me saying this. He does not say this. Okay, so that that would make that clear. Mac loves his supporters. I, on the other hand, will talk shit about him. So they, (laughs) you know, the one the ones that just are obnoxious, they'll come and they'll take up, you know, his evening. They'll 
they get drunk, they're at the pub, they see him, they're starstruck, and they want to come down and take pictures and ask him questions and all the sorts of stuff. He's there with his wife, you know, yeah. and she understands. Um, but that's kind of the way, you know, that it is. So I know that everybody has tremendous respect. So the, so the good fans, which is the majority of them, the good fans have just tremendous respect for them. All the members of our coaching squad have tremendous respect for them. But I tell them, listen, nobody has more respect for him than I do. I listen to every podcast interview he does. Not even his fans do that. because Not because I don't know everything already, but because I want to know what people think. I want to know how they perceive him. I want to know how he answers everything because we're building an empire. I have to know. I'm in charge of all communication, so it's important to know these things. And I said, you know, I would sooner put a knife to my throat before I disrespect, betray, do anything to bring reproach on anything that he does or anything that we do together, mm. you know? Um, so, you know, uh, we're both a, a year apart. He's 56. I'm 55. We've been on the planet long enough. I've been online, you know, for him, he's seen a lot, you know, Mac has seen a lot. So there's not, there is no ego in that man. The guy that you see on screen, Doing anything online is the exact same guy that you see in person. If Once he and I start drinking pints and bourbon, we will be the loudest people in the pub, the <laughs> loudest people in the pub, because we he, he's literally that way all the time. There is no guile in him. There's no dishonesty in him. Um, he's one of the most you would think it doesn't make sense, but he's one of the most humble people you'll ever meet. He does not, he is confident, very confident, but that's not arrogant. There's a difference, yeah. right? Yeah. To be confident yeah, in yourself and what you can do, but yeah. he's not arrogant and he's not boastful. Um, he's very generous, very hospitable, very serving. Uh, with Mac and I going somewhere, it's, it's an issue of, you know, who's going to go through the door first after you, no, after you, no, after you, no, after you, no, after you. All right, let Rebecca go first. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, it's, it's that kind of that kind of thing. And but, you know, he's 56, I'm 55. And so with my background, I didn't I wasn't around the world killing bad guys. Um, but I've been online for so long and have had so many accolades thrown at me, well wishes and people expressing thanks and appreciation for what you've done that I literally don't care if I ever hear it again. I don't. I don't want to write your welcome another time. So I have to say, I think my pleasure. You bet. You're welcome. Happy to do it. Because, you know, and, but for them, it's the first, I understand. But, you know, you don't want to keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. So like people will, when we're out and about, people will say, dude, can I get a picture? I'll always say, tongue in cheek i mean it but i don't mean it i say no man there's enough pictures of me on the internet you know the internet's got enough of me you know, they're like really i'm like no let's take the picture but uh, seriously 
how many more of these can you have? I mean, we don't need that many. <laughs> like how many more of the, you know, when, when girls take pictures of themselves, selfies in the bathroom, like three of them, you know, with, with, yeah. with duck face, duck how face. many of that, how much of that shit do you need on your profile? You know what I mean? There's like a whole shitload of it on there. Um, so all of that is to say that um, it is an amazing thing to have as trust. But again, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm doing the monologue again. No, this is, this no, is, one, of, this is one of the, uh, the beautiful things about talking to somebody who, you know, does a podcast or, or talks, you know, a lot for, for a living. <laughs> They're so easy. I mean, I'm sure you've, you've, you've done podcasts at some point where mm-hmm. you're maybe speaking to somebody and you have to drag a conversation out of them. Yeah. And then you get, you know, the CGRTs of the world and it's like, okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny, what's funny though, is that there wouldn't be a podcast if it was just Mac. Yeah. Mac, Mac will talk to somebody who interviews him just fine, but he's not going to get on there himself and start interviewing people. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, that's not him. Um, yeah. And he's not going to get in there and do it solo. So like, sometimes you get the again the weird fans of mac um they'll get on because they don't know me and so they'll see clips or something or they'll watch the podcast on youtube and it's got me and mac and so i'm talking as much as mac is sometimes maybe even more and mac's perfectly fine with that i got no bigger supporter than pat mac himself because i'll go off sometimes like when we're sitting around taking a break on podcasting and we're eating food at his house and I'll just start going off on something. And I, cause I used to be a preacher. So I get yeah. preachy, you know, and he just goes, dude, I love it when you start preaching. <laughs> I love it when you start <laughs> preaching. So he's my, he's my biggest supporter, man. But some of his fans hate me mm. because you, I'm set, I'm set over against their idol. Do you get people, you know, you're talking about these weird fans. Uh, do you get people who try and get close to you to try and get close to, to Pat? Yeah, on occasion I do. Yeah. Um, And I know there's a lot of people who will reach out to me because they feel like it's 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 one step closer. Yeah. You know, Um, so they'll ask me the questions. Hey, what holster is he using in this video? I have no fucking clue. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, So it's yeah, they. They just love the guy, man, and I and and you know and I and I we completely understand it. Yeah, I love, love him too, man. Yeah, man, but we're not. Yeah, he's a good guy. Not, we're not weird. Well, I mean, we're definitely no. both definitely weird, but we're not weird. Now. We're weird, but in a different way. Yeah. What I was <laughs> going to say, what, what I was going to say is, we decided to do it the other way. We used Mac to get close to you, CJ, because we that's the weird fans <laughs> of yours. That's what we've done just to change it up. Dude, flattery will get you everywhere with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's um. Yeah, it's a really cool dynamic you guys have. Um, so, on a much lesser scale, me, me and Ali work, uh, you know, a similar kind of way. Yeah. Um, Ali's definitely the brains, and I'm, uh, I'm the broad, and I, uh, I like to talk, <laughs> but it right. wouldn't, it wouldn't work without right. each other. It, it wouldn't yeah. be a podcast. It just wouldn't work. So, um, so yeah. I mean, what's interesting is. Um, you, you 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 said interview quite a few times mm-hmm. one of the things that me and ali were determined that we were never going to do was interviews there wasn't going to be a list of questions you know right conversation uh, you, know, you know it was yeah. conversation we may have I agree. um 
normally normally with somebody we maybe don't know or somebody who doesn't do a lot of talking, we would have some bullet points. You know, so in, in case of in case of emergency, don't go. Um, you go. So you did this, and then right. you go off. But you know, with you, we don't have to do that. So we have nothing. There's no notes. It's just <laughs> let's <laughs> fucking see what happens. Um, yeah, that max that way too. I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, um, when I used to tell people about what's the key to a good podcast, you guys heard of the phrase "fly on the wall." Mm, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So you know when when you think, oh man, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when those two people talk, right? That you yeah. could listen in on a conversation. That's the key to a good podcast. Yes. Something that people say, oh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall yeah. when they talk. Because a conversation like that is not going to be a list of questions. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like some people, some people need a script. Some people need, you know, whatever. I see some people work really, really hard. And look at some even popular people on their podcast, but they'll do like 20 minute shows, you know, and it's super user friendly and they have their formula and they always finish this with what are your three favorite songs and what's your three favorite foods? And if you could do life all over again, where would you, you know, that kind of stuff. And they just keep pumping it out and pumping it out and pumping it out and pumping it out and pumping it out. I feel bad for them. And here's why. Cause, cause my professional background is marketing. I've done it for 30 years. So um, when I teach in marketing seminars, I'll teach on branding and the importance of having an idea-driven brand. This goes for a podcast. This goes for anything. An idea-driven brand. If you don't have a strong idea, which is the abstract thing that's not seen, if you don't have a strong idea driving what it is that you do in business or a project, then you are like a champion surfer who is trying to catch a wave on a freshwater lake, right? Mm -hmm. If you get anywhere, doesn't matter that you're a champion surfer on a freshwater lake. The only way you're going to move that surfboard is if you paddle really hard, right? But put that same surfer on an ocean and it's a different story. Why? Because he needs a wave to ride. Having an idea-driven brand will drive you it'll drive you know the mission and the positioning of your particular business and so when you don't have it you have to paddle really hard and so if you look out amongst all the social media influencers influencers all the podcasters all that stuff authors and speakers what do you see a whole lot of paddling yeah Right. Everybody, they just show up, show up, show up, show up, show up, posting and more interviews, more interviews, more interviews. They're like, this is episode 567. It's like, okay, you know, what's what's different about you? What's the idea behind what you're doing? And so I define uh, branding as when you incarnate an idea, mm. when an idea becomes flesh. Like it's, you know, from a lot of the things that I say to my audience, like metal up and all these things, people can't separate the phrase from the person. Like some people will often write in or write a comment and they'll say, hey, brother, I was, you know, had this challenge the other day at work. And you know what I mean? I was going to give in to what I always do. And then I thought for a second, what would CJ do? And that's what I did. Now, truth be told, 
who the hell knows what I would do? <laughs> you know, maybe I fly off the handle and do even worse than that guy would do. The point is, is that how he perceives me mm. is because of how he perceives the idea that I incarnate. Just like with Mac, you can't separate get you some or the other things that he says. You can't separate that from the man. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny, it's, me and, it's an attitude. Me and Chris, yeah, me and Chris have started um, just over pretty much since we had Pat on. Every so often we'll send videos to each other where both of us just go basic dude stuff yeah. from yeah, doing something. You, you just you can't help yourself when you even have to put on the gruff voice to make it sound yeah. more Pat. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> from I, doing, I, yeah. think, I think we've even sent it where um i think you know we've sent something you know something's basic dude stuff and then in commas uh is like you know pat mac voice <laughs> right <laughs> you know what I mean? um yeah it's uh yeah well, so the, like with you guys like because uh, i do a lot of consulting so if i was to be consulting with you guys um i would say to you right off the bat i would say okay um these two guys are very engaging they give you an open forum it's a great fly on the wall kind of conversation but they're Scottish. How many podcasters do you know are Scottish? Well, not many in the States, which is where you need to be burning it up. And I'm sure you are. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. The more you target the U.S. and that particular audience, the more you're going to stand out. Mm. Right. So therefore, you can do a lot of things others are already doing because you'll be excused for it because you're from Scotland. Yeah. Just like in the British invasion in the early 60s, mm. you know, there was one Beatles and a Rolling Stones. But then a lot of other similar looking sounding bands could get in under the door so long as they were British. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So then the same thing started to happen in the States. And then once you started to get these shaggy haired kind of bands in the States, it was already wearing itself out and it was about to make the change into psychedelic and, you know, that kind of thing. But for that while there, you're able to get something through to establish the brand. What always determines who's the brand is who's ever first in a new category. So and how you know that is because you'll use a brand name for a category like um, in the U.S., if somebody cuts their finger, they want a Band-Aid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Band-Aid, right? Which, which is made by Johnson & Johnson, which makes all kinds of yeah. you know, products and stuff. So Johnson & Johnson makes Band-Aid. But that's not what a Band-Aid is. A Band-Aid is a name of a particular brand of adhesive bandage. Yes. That's what it is. It's mm -hmm. the name of an adhesive. So the, the actual category is adhesive bandage. Yeah. Right. But yeah. there's several companies that make adhesive bandages. There's Curad and there's other ones. Right. There's generic ones at your grocery store. You can get any all sorts of brands of adhesive bandage. So why do people still call it Band-Aid? Why do they say, hey, do you have a Band-Aid? They don't yeah. say, hey, do you have adhesive bandage? They don't say, hey, do you have a facial tissue? My nose yeah. is running. Listen, do you have a Kleenex? Kleenex, yeah. Right? So they're using particular brand names to describe actual categories. You're going to ship something to somebody, you say, I'll FedEx it to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, when your brand is a verb, you've, you've made it, right? When your brand yeah. is now used as a verb, or if I, if I say, 
Um, oh, you know, could you could you Xerox me? Yeah. Xerox is the name of a copy company. It's not it, it, it's it's called a, a, a what did they call it? It's called it a I don't even know what the hell it's called. It's a copy machine. Yeah. Oh, a you, fax machine, a Xerox fax. Yeah, yeah. So so you say yeah. you, so you just you just say Xerox Xerox this for me, which means make a copy. Yeah. I'm going to Xerox that. You know, you're using an actual company name to describe something. So that's branding. That's yeah. pure branding. So it's branding is not something that's seen. It's not a logo. It's not when your when your website matches the decals on your service truck. Branding is not all the labels on the soup cans in the grocery store. It's not all the cereal boxes or soft drinks. That's not branding. Branding is something that happens in the mind. It is a piece of mental real estate that you as an individual podcast or whatever you are owns in the mind of the marketplace. And so whatever that you can do, marketing really, all marketing is, is dramatizing in every creative way possible, dramatizing and communicating your competitive mental angle. Whatever is your strong differentiating idea, that's, that's your competitive mental, mental angle. That's what's the, the two-edged sword that pierces through all the other brands and gets a place inside the marketplace. If you can be there first, they'll use you for the mm -hmm. name of the category. But if you can penetrate that, your competitive mental angle, that's your brand. Anything you do to communicate that differentiating idea, that competitive mental angle is marketing sales and all of that stuff is the end result if you're really good at what you do it's like at, th at this point people would buy dog food from mac <laughs> right yeah even though he's got nothing to do with dog food he's got nothing to do, not what he does for a living he doesn't own a dog food company but if he said hey buy this dog food they're gonna buy it because you look at the post, you're like, what shoes are you wearing? What pants are you wearing? You know what I mean? Yeah. They want to know everything that he's wearing. So people, people ask me that, but so they can buy the opposite. They don't want to wear. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's it's so it's 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 that sort of thing where um, if people know you, like you and trust you. They'll buy anything from you. They'll share you. They'll spread the word because we're in the most powerful space we've ever been in, in history. Um, if social media had been around as long as advertising and marketing had been around, let's say about a hundred years, yeah. then all the rules that govern marketing and advertising and copywriting would be different because advertising, marketing, and copywriting is based on the fact that you can't talk individually to somebody face to face and know who you're targeting. Right. That's why when they send you the marketing letters and things in the mail, they try to make it look personal. Yeah. yeah. So you'll open it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why? Because they, they can't do this. So if they can't do this, then they have to try and create personalism. So you're beginning with this podcast that you have in this space, which is personal. So whenever mm -hmm. I'll teach on this stuff, if you think about social media, media means broadcast. That's what media means. The word media means to broadcast something, right? And so you have mainstream media, right? BBC, ABC, CBS, mainstream, New York Times, right? These are mainstream media. 
Then during the 90s, we saw the birth of alternative media, which is like cable news. Now cable news is just as much mainstream media as mainstream media is. So social media means broadcasting is done socially, which means no longer from an outlet. Social media means broadcasting is now done person to person. Right. And that's a great way for ideas to spread. So if you imagine, for example, um, prior to social media, trying to do what you're doing. No, oh, yeah, impossible. Oh, no, impo- no, definitely. Waiting for somebody to stumble on you. <laughs> Never going to happen because like with my thing, metal, when I do metal motivation, which is heavy metal, it's, it's motivation and inspiration for people who love heavy metal. Right. So it's like Tony Robbins meets Metallica. I like so it. A very, very specific <laughs> audience. Right. But nobody's going to sit down and search for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. metal motivation needed social media where you could create a viral effect. So look at it this way. Prior to social media, it's like standing on the street corner in Times Square, in New York City with COVID trying to infect people. Won't get a lot because people are moving by. Then take that same person with COVID and put them on a packed commercial airliner. And now it spreads, right? Because it's a contained audience. Social media is the internet contained because you have to have an account to be on it. Instagram, Facebook, etc. So now ideas can spread like viruses can spread. Don't we say about a video, it went viral? Viral. Yeah. Right? It's spread because it's broad- broadcasting is from person to person. So, so long as you're thinking that way, then when it comes to show topics that you do, guests that you bring on, um, posts and clips or things that you create, you're now thinking in terms of what would cause people to A, engage with my content, and then B, share it with somebody else. And then if you can think through who your avatar is, you ever heard that phrase avatar? Yep. Your, yep. Yeah, your, your ideal listener. Who's your ideal listener? Who's the person that's perfect for the Silly Goose Gang podcast? Who is that person? Sit down and write it out. What do they like? What do they watch? What's, what are they passionate about? What do they eat? What do they read? What do they subscribe to? What do they follow? Who do they follow? Find out all of these things, and then you can start to promote your show to what, you know, is right now a ubiquitous space. And just put it out there because you're able to target. So when I go in and promote Metal Motivation, um, I'll go into Facebook's ad manager, and it'll allow you to layer your, your uh, audience. Mm-hmm. interests so i'll start out with the first one i'll put in metallica judas priest iron maiden you know all of the big bands right but then it allows you to layer it so it'll put a little phrase right under all those band names i put in it'll say um uh also add these items to what you just said if, in other words i can make sure they like those and they're going to have to like another bunch of things. Because if I just put Metallica or something up there, then there might be some people who, because of Metallica's last tour, 
happen to go to a concert with a friend of theirs. They don't really care about it. And they just happen to follow the page and they're not really metalheads. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to make yeah, sure yeah. I'm talking to somebody who's hardcore about metal and hardcore about motivation. That's right. So I'll go and put all the big bands on layer one. Then it says they must also like this as a qualifier. So I'll put in then some other bands, some like heavy metal uh, online sites like Blabbermouth or um, like heavy metal news sites, um, individual singers or players from famous bands. Because if they follow Metallica and they follow the lead singer of Megadeth, they're a serious metalhead, right? So I've got these two layers. They must like both. And it could be any one because I put like Metallica, Priest, Slayer, Pantera up here. But then I also pre put James Hetfield, Dave Mustaine, Bruce Dickinson, Blabbermouth, blah, blah, blah. So it could be any combination, but they might, must like something up here and something up here. But they doesn't stop there. They say, get another layer, must also like. And I'll put Tony Robbins, um, you know, Think and Grow Rich all of these different motivational books and motivational speakers. And then I add another layer where they follow specific motivational sites like positive attitude and daily positive, and which is nothing but posting memes and quotes every day. So I've got four layers, two of metal and two of motivation. So how serious does my ad copy need to be? Not much. Yeah. I just got to put my name up there. Just says metal motivation. Somebody's like, what in the hell? How did they know? Dude, I love metal and I love motivation. I'm following that shit. It's targeting. Social media, everybody gets bent out of shape about the privacy issues. You know, Facebook sharing your data. They all know your data. They're watching your behaviors. Blah, blah, blah. Hell yeah, they are. And use it to your advantage. <laughs> to give them something that's going to enhance and equip their life. So that's how I built my following was just knowing who my avatar was targeting them. So where I just put a little ad, all I, all I put my little ad, all it says is daily, uh, daily inspiration for motivated people who love heavy metal. That's all it says. And then it has a, this, this chick. And this is another thing is, Dude, I've got like studio quality photos of myself. I've got photos of me speaking live that are fantastic. And so Facebook will allow you when you run your ads. This is a mark. It's just turned into a marking seminar, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> but, but, but Facebook will, will uh, give you um, different options. You can test like different images on the same ad. So you can run an ad with like six different images and see which one for a couple of days performs the best. Then get rid of the other ones and keep the one that works well i've been running this image of this heavy metal girl black hair and she's just doing like this and i've run for 12 years i've run that chick <laughs> and i've tried all of my best shots all of my <laughs> best photos nothing i have ever done ever comes close to her nothing and there's one simple reason for it. It's not because she's the most beautiful woman in the world. It has nothing to do with that. The reason is, is because she represents them. Whereas if it's me showing me to someone they don't know, 
doesn't work, right? If I'm putting my ad in front of somebody that knows me, yeah. But I'm, I don't have the viral effect that a Mac has, right? So Mac doesn't necessarily need to target people. He just needs to put out content. It's going to spread by itself, right? But, but guys like you and me are not in that situation. So yeah. I have to then, I'm giving them, everything is about them. The ad that they see, daily inspiration for motivated people who love heavy metal. There's no mention of me in that. And there's an image of, the, of a person, a generic heavy metal motivated person, which matches them. It's all about them. Why? Because people don't put up defenses for personal interests. I don't know the person who doesn't receive a compliment or won't take a $100 bill from me. Right? Who puts up a defense for that? They don't. So plunge your knife in the soft underbelly. Don't try to go through the tortoise shell plunge it in a soft underbelly, right? Because that's when you'll be able to stick it into the market that you're trying to reach. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's not really that difficult. It's finding what you're about, that strong differentiating idea, find who your target audience is and find out, okay, how, what's the best way for me to communicate what Silly Goose Gang is about and the Scottish flavor to it, to an American audience. And that goes for Canada and Australia, et cetera. But you just know that you're going to stand out more. Yes. CG, you're a fucking yeah. genius. You've got the job. <laughs> You've got the job. You yeah, this, is all, this, this is a sales pitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we, me and Ali have actually been saying for a while that we could be doing this someday, um, ideally somebody who's young and, and doesn't want a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who really understands uh, social media algorithms and, and how to make all this click. So we have always said, so we feel that we, we feel that we probably, you know, with the guests that we've had, we should say, we would say, you know, we should probably be getting a bigger audience, but we don't know how to target that audience, which is our problem. And we don't really have um, any specific area that we're talking about. Right. Um, the only thing we we said in the beginning was, you know, we we have a lot of friends who fight. You know, we don't want it to be a fight podcast, and that was all we said. But we generally just said, let's speak to as many interesting people as will speak to us. Right. And what happened was, a lot of people, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Pat McNamara, I'm sure Clint Emerson, right. uh, you know, I'm sure these guys are getting dozens of requests daily for podcasts. Right. But when you see two Scottish guys on the Silly Goose Gang, I think that's one of those things. Maybe you go, "Oh, that's a yeah. little bit. That's a little bit it's different." different. But we, different. we haven't we haven't figured out how to to target and push it forward to the next level, um, which is where, where you know where we've struggled with because we we're not, you know, we're just nobody from nowhere. You know, we're not, you know. Well, so. yeah, but but that's all a sound. I remember because I I did a uh, I used to coach in a um, music marketing. Uh, company and i would deal with musicians who were trying to promote their own music online and there was one lady because i was teaching them about social media creating content putting themselves out there do live videos and all this stuff and this precious english lady actually her and her husband incredibly talented jazz players and singers and she's a sweetheart older lady and she said cj that's very difficult for me to do that because i am the shyest person in the world and I said, well, that's exactly what you need to do then. 
go be the shyest person on the internet. You know, and so I told her, you need to say that. You need to say, you need to say, you know, uh, this is so hard for me to do. And you need to write that. This is so difficult for me to do. I'm the shyest person on the internet. And people are going to say, ooh, let me listen. You know, and if you say, we're just, a, we're just a couple of Scots trying to talk to as many interesting people as possible. Don't be creative, be clear. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, we're just a couple, the silly goose gang, just a couple of Scots trying to talk to as many interesting people as possible. That's a new tagline. That is, that is. <laughs> We'll give you the royalties. Yeah, if, if, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you continue to hit up, you know, uh, popular people like a Mac or whatever, and you say, we're, this, this is the Silly Goose Gang po podcast. We're a couple of Scots who love your stuff, and we're just trying to talk to as many interesting people as possible. And then you say that to your audience, and they're like, well, I want to hear these two Scots talk to interesting people. <laughs> Because yeah. now it takes something they've already heard before interest that makes it more interesting. Because yeah. if Clint Emerson's talking to Tim Kennedy, okay, well, they're talking shop. Yeah. But we want to, we in America want to hear a, a couple of Scott guys get off on our popular social media influencers. Mm. You know, so go the, the path of least resistance. Yeah, makes sense. Because again, they don't have it, people don't, are not going to put up any defenses for that. And yeah, I mean, it's already there. Anything can be marketed, anything. If you can sell the most radical forms of Islam, anything can be marketed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got a new tagline. Okay, we've got a new tagline. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do like yeah. that. It's funny because actually, um, it, it, it's funny how social media works in this way. So I, you know, I don't really use Facebook anymore because I can't be bothered. There's a lot of negativity on there. I prefer, you know, I prefer Instagram, but... I went on another day and I was just scrolling through having lunch or whatever. And somebody had shared uh, one of your quotes. And that's oh. so fucking, and it was a really fucking, and I, I, I meant to save it and I, I didn't, I forgot and I can't find it now. It was something, something that I, you know, when you are, you know, obviously the metal motivator, so you go, okay, this is a, a heavy metal guy. And it was somebody that was not into metal at all. Just mm. not at all. And I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody I went, fucking hell. Why would but it was a really really good quote so um yeah. you know i think your, your reach does go there um yeah, yeah at some point people are just they don't they don't care about the metal thing anymore they're just i just follow cj it's just cj because no, if, if you listen to my videos it's just like this i'm not yeah. talking like a wrestler or you know anything like that so there's no there's no shtick to it there's no it's not a, a gag or us yeah, you know, yeah that kind of thing um but yeah, I think you guys could do uh, really, really well, you know, with you got everything is already there. You don't need to add anything mm. to yourselves. You know, yeah. it's just pushing that out there. But get on, but get back on Facebook, man, because everybody's got a Facebook account. Mm. You've got more access to showing things. Um, but like if you follow my personal Facebook page. You go go through all my posts, man. It is nothing but positive. Not just all like positive thinking, so to speak, but I mean, I'm I'm real big into dog training. So you'll see my dog doing all kinds of cool, badass German Shepherd doing cool stuff, or you know, just just always sharing positive things. And I don't give a fuck who's bringing their negative energy in there. I'm here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm gonna yeah. clear the room. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know 
we'll we we can make it. You determine what the temperature is going to be wherever you are. Like one lady had said uh, to me earlier on a, one of my posts, I was talking about not letting negativity take up residence in your mind. And she goes, yeah. And don't forget, you got to like like my posts need to be qualified. Um, she, yeah, but she, but she, I always tell people, I, I don't want to die the death of a thousand qualifications. So, yeah, there's all kinds of other things we could say, but it's a goddamn meme. Holy shit. Um, just get the point. We don't need your addendum here, you know. And so but she goes in about um, about, well, you know, you got to be careful of the negative people and stuff. You need to really get some distance and stay away from them and all that. I said, listen, your best defense in life is a stronger you. You don't need better places to hide. Mm. Because if you're a strong mind, you're not going to give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to change the environment. You're going to be the force of life. And that's what we need. You can't be running. You got to engage. That's where, that's where the fight is. That's where the fun is. That's where their bloodletting is happening. That's where people are being disemboweled at the front lines. That's where all the, the war is engaged. And that's exactly where you guys need to be. It's exactly where Mac needs to be. It's exactly where I need to be. And anybody else who's listening. Be the positive force of life. Not just a bunch of fluff. You know, it doesn't have to be just rainbows and sunshine that you're blowing up the backside of everyone's blessed assurance. Mm. It can be just straightforward, realistic, confronting life, living with a healthy aggression, positive life domination with governorship and mastery and showing people how a life is supposed to be lived Mm. and damn everybody else that's on them because now they know they sound like what was the the stinky word (laughs) (laughs) they know they sound that way right they know they sound (laughs) that way now yeah and to hell with them man yeah, one of the things, um, you know, we, we've said this a few times in the podcast, or, or I've said it because uh, I don't I don't care if I get heat for it, but uh, we have a problem in Scotland where, and it, it goes back to the clan mentality of people don't really want to, see, they might say they want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. They don't really want to see you succeed. No. So that's why um, I'm trying to think now, every time we've asked, you know, we've had, you know, we were lucky in the beginning when we, we started uh, we had some, you know, pretty impressive, you know, pretty impressive friends. You know, Ian Mackey was a, an Olympian, mm-hmm. uh, as a friend of ours. And, you know, a few guys who own gyms and hold some powerlifting records or, you know, whatever. Nobody that we've asked um, that's Scottish, that's even semi-famous, has any interest in doing it. No, and, and, and very few people share it or comment on the podcast at all. Mm-hmm. It all comes from America. Um, yeah. so, you know, people have asked before, um, you know, one of Ali's friends, you know, why don't you have yeah. more British Special Forces guys on? Uh, we'd love to. They don't want to talk to us. Yeah. You know, Jason Gardner, Clint Emerson, Will Willis, those guys fucking love it. They, 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 you know, they want to come on and speak to us. So it's, it's, it's a sh- Scotland is a strange place for that, that sort of behavior. Um, it doesn't yeah, it's, probably, it's, it's probably common also in, in the UK, I imagine. In Ireland, the same thing, because it's what is it? Uh, the the Bible verse: uh, the prophet is welcome anywhere but in their hometown. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to go somewhere else to be. Yeah. Well, I like that. I yeah. Like that. Now, do you guys do you guys create um, like clips and things from your interviews? <sighs> do you know what? 
What the we, fuck? We have done. Uh, we have done. Um, the problem is, and it, it, this is my excuse now. I I am crazy busy at the minute. Uh, so I, I run two businesses, do this, and mm-hmm. I have a an extreme iron distance triathlon in June. So I am busy. So we do, you know, if there is a little bit in a podcast, I will try and remember the time, make a clip to, to, to you know, and those clips generally do really, really well. Um, it's, that's on me. That's my that's my problem. So we, yeah, I would we, I would really encourage you guys, um, you know, and it's not. It's not a difficult process to do. Um, yeah. if, if you go to like my, you've probably seen it on my Instagram mm. profile. Most of my clips are from my videos. Yeah. Of my teaching videos, but it's the same difference. Um, and they're just a minute long. So yeah. I don't want to go into that Instagram, you know, IGTV. Yeah, we, we found that as well. Yeah, yeah we found it. Well. The Batter Astry podcast, I do that way. But but I'd like, if I can keep something in a minute, I'm good because it just keeps it on the feed. And then there's a little uh, site called um, wave.co, W-A-V-V-E. And you just upload, you can upload the audio and it'll create captions for you. There might, there's probably other services that do the same thing, but you can also do them yourself. Um, But yeah, stuff like that. Key clips, key things, you know, people are like, damn, because it gives them a taste of it. Yeah. 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 We did we did one with um, Jason Gardner, who was a command master chief in the Navy SEALs, and I think you might appreciate this as well, CJ. He was telling a story, and we clipped into exactly one minute. We got it perfect and put it mm-hmm. up, and it for for us it blew up relatively viral. But his quote was, he was it was like 1991, 92, I think he said, wasn't it, Chris? But he was in Somalia round about the time of Black Hawk Down and everything mm-hmm. that was going on with that. And he said the Somalian warlords were like proper Mad Max style with like roll cages and heavy anti-aircraft guns just welded on. And he said um, the the SEALs were on one side of the airport, the rebels were on the other side. And he said all they heard coming over from like behind this like hangar as it was coming round. And it was basically they had bolted down like a a four gun anti-aircraft gun to the back of a flatbed. And and in Jason Gardner's, he went, and all we heard was like the the thud, 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 like the double bass drum of a Slayer song. <laughs> like, <yes! laughs> it was amazing. And it was like the coolest thing we've ever heard. Yeah. It was like just that the noise of the double guns going. But yeah, it's so true. Those one minute clips do massive views compared to, as you say, the full the full videos because people don't always have time to sit down we appreciate that and watch or listen for you know an hour and a half or two hours no matter who the guest is um you know but those little one minutes um definitely look like a good way to get people in and seeing what we're doing yeah yeah i would i would encourage it um and you know even after this brief conversation i'll have to jump off forgive me um i just realized what time it was uh i i but i i would really encourage it because i think there's there's life in what you're doing and it has potential to 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 grow what what we've said um as well um as uh you know it's not that we've never taken it seriously but it was never supposed to get this far so we're just like <laughs> you know it just like holy shit. something to do during lockdown <laughs> Pat exactly what it was you know and it's like you know clint emerson's agreed to speak to us fuck okay right. well, jack jack carr's agreed to speak to us uh-huh. fuck Pat McNamara, what the fuck at some yeah. point we have said we probably do need to get a little bit more serious 
and really push it. And let you know, where can we take it? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, because because what you can do is is if you're featuring these guys and it's a great clip of them, mm. then you tag them, and they're going to share it. Yeah, they always do. Yeah, because this is one thing. Uh, you know, you would. Uh, I can't even remember what you said now because there's a lot we said now, but. Um, one of the things that we realize is whoever you're talking to, you know, some really, you know, amazing guys, they're all humans, you know, oh, whether yeah. it was guys who have, who have been in the FBI or Pat or, you know, whoever they are, they're all human beings and they all have their own things and um, everybody's been super nice. So it's, it's, yeah. uh, you know, you know, we're all just people trying to do our own thing. Um, and that's, yeah. that's the thing that we've taken. Not but, but, but Hey, all those badasses you've had on here. Nobody's been as excited about your project than me. I'm awesome. But, uh, <laughs> definitely, I'm going to pick your, definitely going to pick your definitely going to pick your brain at some point. See, you know? Like none of these other guys sat down and looked was like talking to us about targeting our audiences and growing our shit. Man, I will listen to this. And uh, that's the metal take... motivator. You got to hook it up. I'm teasing. I'm, I'm no, no, no. Before we go, I know you say you have to go. So I'm just yeah. I want to talk to you briefly about mail. Um, so what's uh, what's what's the you know I'm I'm one of those casual metal fans so I like mm. some Slayer songs some Metallica right. songs uh you know things like you know I don't like an awful lot but I, you know I, when I did a a mile and a half sprint this morning it was Slayer and uh, it's it's always some kind of monster Metallica I always have that on because it gets right. me really pumped so what what is mm -hmm. about a metal music in particular that gets you gets you going. Uh, well, it's going to vary, obviously, because um, we'll get questions about what's the most metal motivating song or what's the most. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the day. I love hardcore. I love classic thrash like the Kill 'Em All album. Mm. Um, but I love contemporary stuff. I love what Overkill's been doing for the past few years. I love Madball. I love Hatebreed um those are all go-to motivational stuff but classic judas priest um slayer of course pantera like like to me one of the my favorite you know just straight up metal albums is reinventing the steel by pantera it's just there's no wasted space on that album from beginning to end there's there's no <laughs> there's no like which song would you remove you know from that album <laughs> But Kill Em All is that way. Screaming for Vengeance of Judas Priest is that way. Number of the Beast, Iron Maiden is that way. And many, many, many other, other albums. But uh, yeah, man. Um, I, you know, one of the shirts I sell is, uh, says, you know, motivated by metal. Another one says, my blood type is metal. Another <laughs> one says, eat, drink, and be metal. Um, and another one says, my self-talk is metal. <laughs> so. Oh, it actually came from it actually so came from something Max said. Mac in one of our interviews said um, when we were talking to each other. He said, he says, yeah, metal is always playing in my mind. You know, because he got through his the long walk. You've heard of the long walk in selection, mm, yeah, for the unit. Um, he got through that because he got one song stuck in his head, which is "Nobody Rides for Free" by the band Rat. So. He just had yeah. that stuck on loop yeah. and got him through that walk. And so out of that, I just said myself talk is metal. But yeah, that's um some kind of, genuinely some kind of monster. And I love that when it comes in, you know, that some kind of monster. And I just yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go crazy. Yeah. Who takes classical <laughs> music to the gym, you know? Yeah. Um yeah, so uh I'll 
you know, I like to try and buy things off anybody who's been on on the podcast. So I'll have a look at some of your t-shirts. Um, oh, sure, cool. Uh, yeah, some yeah, over yeah. here in Scotland. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know you. I, I don't even have a watch on, so I have no idea what time yeah. it is. How long have we? It's just gone after nine. We'll let you get away. I know you've said a couple of times, CJ, your time needs to go, so we will. Um, just before we very briefly do, we've mentioned it a few times, but if you want to throw out any social media where people can find you and follow you, and we'll tag it in our notes as well. Oh, great. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at, at Metal Motivator. And then um, Facebook is Metal Motivation. And uh, you just go metalmotivation.com and get to everything. So yeah. awesome. there's got articles and videos and all kinds of stuff there. So you'll dig it's it. Been, uh, and, oh, and I'm sorry, at University of Badassery. Yeah. <laughs> of University of Badassery. Uh, yeah, it's genuinely been uh, one of the most informative uh, uh, podcasts. I don't, I don't think we said much, but that was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> genuinely took a lot. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly keep in touch. It's been great. Nice. And uh, we, we appreciate your input, man. And we, we love what you're doing. And, um, yeah, thanks very much. We're, we're behind you, man. Um, we'll just uh, we'll keep up well, we with can't you. Fail. And, we can share. Fail. Yeah, share it. Share it. I'll, I'll share, once you guys get everything published and stuff, I'll share the hell out of it. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. episode 64 of the Silly Goose Gang with CJ Ortiz, the metal motivator. Thank you for your time, sir. And we'll call this episode done and dusted. Thank you, guys.